0: This is not the way home, I thought to myself, watching my dad make an unfamiliar turn. We had made this trip home from camp every day during the summer. I was very accustomed with route. Where are we going? questioned my sister, who seemed to be thinking the same thing as I was. It was Friday, and we were excited to go home to do our traditional Friday afternoon activity of watching TV. To see Colton in the hospital, my dad replied, as if it was an ordinary sentence. The hospital, I asked, eyes squinted and head tilted. I had known my little brother wasn't feeling well, but I had no idea he was this sick. It's not a big deal, girls. He has pneumonia, and it's common for three-year-olds with it to have to stay in the hospital for a little. And you two better be on your best behavior in there. I don't want to see any fighting. I rolled my eyes at this comment, as it was something my sister and I had heard a lot from our parents. I then started to process exactly what he was saying. We were going to the hospital. I knew I shouldn't have been. However, I was excited. The last time we had been to the hospital was when Colton was born. So our most recent memories there were much better than most people's. I was excited for the change of environment and to see the hospital room, which back then I saw of as more of a hotel room. Once we had arrived, my sister and I opened the car doors quickly and made our way towards the entrance. We raced each other past the front desk and through the halls, following our dad to the room where our brother would be. Everything was a competition between the two of us, this being no different. But when we walked into the room, all the fun had stopped. We must be in the wrong room, I thought to myself when first seeing the young boy in the bed. His face was a balloon, and his body was swollen all over. The huge bags under his eyes and unhappy look on his face made him look like a Tim Burton character, and not at all like the Colton I knew. Hi girls, my mom greeted us. She too looked different. Straw and red-eyed from what was most likely crying. I began to wonder if the pneumonia of my brother was serious or she was just stressed out by the situation. I noticed my dad's demeanor had also changed as my mom pulled him aside. I walked towards the bed following Caitlin to greet Colton but I didn't say anything as I wanted to eavesdrop on my parents' conversation. He looks terrible started my dad. I know he's completely loaded and acting so unlike himself my mom replied. Then, to a great coincidence, the doctor walked in. Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Martin, there has been a bit of disarray. My eyes widened and breath stopped. I wasn't sure what he was going to say next, but I unconsciously moved closer in anticipation. Our nurses have given your son an amount of medications that would usually be used on a 37 kilogram child, while he weighs only 37 pounds. There was a short silence as my parents stared. Caitlin wasn't paying attention, occupied trying to get a smile out of Colton. Essentially, we pumped double the drugs into your son through his IV than we should have. What does this mean, asked my dad, my mom still trying to find words. This will not have caused any major issues, but the present pneumonia cell isn't looking much better, and we're not sure when we'll be able to take him off the oxygen tubes. My ponytail whipped my neck as I turned back to look at my little brother. I hadn't even noticed all of the machines that were hooked up to him, and the needles inside his little arms. I saw all the numbers and charts tracking his various levels, and found some comfort in seeing the machine tracking his heartbeat, which looked to be steady. I was now much more concerned, and began to think the worst. What if he w- really was really sick? What if he couldn't survive this? My pensive thoughts then led me to thinking about all I had done with Colton throughout the years. I thought hard, but really couldn't manage much. I had known him since the day he was born, but really only for three years, and as a baby there was only so many things we could do together. I had seen playing with him or watching him as a chore and never really had fun with him. I then started thinking about what I had done with my sister, Caitlin. After all these years, sitting on the couch of the hospital room, I could feel myself growing emotional but I tried my best not to shed a tear, as I hated when even my family saw me cry. My next memory was awakening in the dark of my room. I knocked a book off my side table as my disoriented brain reached for the light. When it turned on, I saw a note laying there, written on a piece of paper. It read, You fell asleep in the hospital room, and I carried you to the car inside. We will go see Colton tomorrow again in the morning, but get your rest now. I love you. XOXO. Dad. I looked at the clock and was surprised as I had been completely oblivious to the fact that it was 2 a.m. I was also amazed that I hadn't woken up in the whole way home. My eyes still stung with sleepiness in the darkness of my room. The scary thoughts about losing my siblings were starting to come back to me, and I wasn't ready to think about them again. This caused me to fall back asleep very quickly, and I slept soundly for the rest of the night. In the morning, I walked downstairs to see my sister drawing a picture. Do you want to come make cards for Colton with me? Caitlin asked. Her and I fought over every tiny inconvenience, and I normally would have made a mean comment about her drawing skills and declined her offer. After what had happened yesterday, this response would have felt so raw. I sat down at the kitchen table next to her. "'Pass the blue crayon, please.'